this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about a new role-playing game, and it is... Alien, the RPG. Alien RPG is still not published yet. It's coming out. They had pre-orders for it during the summer sometime. And it's made by Free League. It's a Swedish publisher. or Actually, they're Swedish creators. And I guess they got into the publishing business because they decided to publish their own books. They used uh, Modifius to publish their books before, but I think they're all striking on their own. You know. Striking out on their own. Right. So they made quite a few games. They made Tales from the Loop, Mutant Year Zero, Alien. They, they must have got the rights from it, obviously, for it. And they're going to make Alien the game, the RPG which, game. Which is really interesting to me because um, when we went to the Comic-Con this year in San Jose, we saw the people who are making the what's those that movie company called m m yeah i, I think it's uh the one that's owned by people people basically donate money to get films made and they did a, a, documentary. a documentary on alien the creators of alien how it got made and stuff i think it's available <clears throat> now it came out in october oh it's about it october, october. 6 i think it came out about october 6 or, or early october okay is it what day is it today? October sixth. <laughs> so it might have been it might have been September. I don't know, but it's called M Studios. I think it's called. That, so, that was so pretty neat. Though. It was a really neat thing to to listen to because Alien. If you know us, it's part of our lives. Aliens <laughs> specifically, and the board game that they play. Right. So it was very interesting. Sal was very excited. He goes, "Look, they're gonna make an Alien RPG." Right, and, and you're like, ooh, yeah, well, <laughs> the role play so that gonna... Alien. You know, you're thinking, well, you know, it's like an old movie. It came out in what 1970s, 70s, yeah. 70s, so it's really 70s, early. 70s. I know I was too young to see it in a movie theater because it was rated R, and they would not take me to see a rated R movie, no matter how old I was. Which so, is probably a good thing because if your mom would have went and seen that movie, you would have never seen another movie in your life. Oh yeah, no, she probably would not have gone to see that movie. But she probably would have said, you know, here. Felipe, take them to see the movie. And then uh, they, would, they would have said, no, you can't see the movie. Right? <laughs> I mean, because back then they actually cared about R-rated movies and stuff like that. I don't know if they do now, but... Well, Felipe they? wasn't 17 or 18 yet either. Yeah, he was. I'm sure he was. Yeah, he's five years older than me. Oh, close enough. So Alien came out and in the 70s and it's only 2019 and the RPG comes out, right? And there's been board games. I think there might have been a role-playing game. A role-playing game? I'm not sure, but I know there's a, a couple iterations of a board game, and they had miniatures for for it, which are now ridiculously expensive. Well, that was for Aliens. They made a board game for Aliens, not Alien. So Alien is is a movie. Obviously, came out in the late '70s. It's science fiction horror movie. I guess you would call it. I think they just called it a horror movie. Yes, but it's well, I guess so. But it has a, a science fiction setting, right? And it was really weird and really creepy. My question is. Did Space Odyssey 2001 come out before or after Alien? Yeah, this, 2001 came out in, I think, in the late 60s. So it was a long time before that. So the movie Alien, even though it was a horror movie, it was a lot more like a Hitchcock horror movie, right? Where you don't know what's going to happen. Right. It wasn't It wasn't your, your slasher kind of Friday the 13th horror movie. No, horror. It was, but it was kind of gross for it. It was time. totally gross. Yes, and, and you know, supposedly, you know, a little history since we saw the the making of the of the movie, 
you know, supposedly some people got violently ill because it was like one of the first times that they showed this graphic, you know, intensely graphic thing on screen. Oh, if yeah, well, I hate to. He doesn't want to spoil it for you. I don't you. want to spoil it too, but there's some very. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> I should say, but anyway, so there's a scene where it's obviously very gross and it was very. Where the alien gory comes out of, of, of a of body. The, of a body. Part, right. And so it was very gross and it was very. I know, I don't know, avant-garde for the time. And I think it was the first time they had done something like that because the people who were either, who had gone and seen the movie the, when it first came out, these are guys who were like in their 20s, early 20s or teenagers. And one of them was talking about how when he went to see it, he actually, he saw what was going to happen before it. I mean, he thought about what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. He got up, he walked out of the theater and he went into the restroom and there were all kinds of guys in there throwing up. According to this story. But anyway, back to reality. So RPG comes out. Free League <laughs> is making it. They're a Swedish company. It's very exciting. And this it uses the mechanic that they use for many other games. They call it the Year Zero mechanic. And it, and it was the same mechanic, uh, game mechanic that they use in Mutant Year Zero. Coriolis, Tales from the Loop. It seems like a real easy system. And, it, well, and I think it is. But they each each game tweaks a little bit. They change a little bit. But basically, you get a you have an attribute, and you have a skill. You add those two together, and that's how many six side dice you throw. That's it. Attribute and attribute a skill and a skill. Right. Okay, just checking. Right. What did I say? It's funny. You said attribute. Attribute. Oh, yeah. Okay. Attribute and a skill. Yes. And you add that, those two numbers together. So you have a a strength of five, of two and a skill of three and something. You add those numbers. That's five. You roll five dice. And if you get a six, then you succeed. Bada bing, bada boom. It's not as easy as it sounds. It, by we'll the way. See it, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. And. And there is a mechanic where you call it, they call it different things in different games. In the alien one, it's yeah. called stress. It's called stress. It's called a push mechanic, right? Because it might be a little stressful that these aliens are on your ship. <laughs> the way the push mechanic works is you can reroll all your dice that didn't roll a six and roll them all and roll them again. And you get different games depending on which game you play. But in the aliens, it's called stress. So what's pretty cool about the stress mechanic is that you get to not only reroll all your dice, but you get another die that's a different color from all the rest of your dice, and it's called a stress die, and you roll that too. And that gets rolled for all your skill tests anytime you do something. So basically, it increases your chances of getting a six. As long as you don't roll a one on it, then you're okay. Right, that's the problem, right? So when you roll a one on, let's say you, you push... You push or you you push the mechanic a couple. You push the rolls. Let's say on one roll you push and then you get one stress die, and another time you're you do it again, so you get another stress die. So now you're rolling two stress dice, dice. And whenever you you attempt anything, coming six is fantastic. But if you get a one on either one of those, no matter how many stress die you have, then you have to roll a a chance of a panic roll. And a panic roll is super simple. You roll a six-sided die, and you add your stress level. So if you only have one stress level, you add one. If you have five, you add five to whatever you roll. And and the bad things start happening if you roll a seven or higher. And bad things means panic, right? It's the name of the roll. It's a panic roll. So what happens is uh, different things happen, and the higher number, the worse your panic. You know, the worse the panic. Uh, situation happens so sometimes you know the very first one like a seven you develop a twitch a little a little quivering of your hands right and basically you know you're starting to stress out and or you it, or certain other numbers you fall to the floor and you're not allowed to do anything right, for you, yeah, a whole you become turn comatose for a whole turn which is not good especially when an alien is right over you right if you ordered the pre-ordered the, the role-playing game they gave you a free pdf 
uh, the what they call the cinematic starter kit, which is 173 pages. I'm not sure that it's free if you pre-ordered the game. Well, okay. <laughs> they, they gave you, well, they, they allowed you to download 173 page, and that's massive. 173 pages for a starter kit. Most starter kits are between, I've seen some as small as five pages to like maybe four. 50 and you know these are free because usually because they want you to buy the game and this is 173 pages and it, it has all the rules you need to run the game it has complete adventure it has five pre-made characters it has everything to run the game the difference is that it's not they have a campaign mode which we'll talk about later but this is cinematic starter kit and cinematic means that it's kind of like a one shot right it's like a movie and you just run it once boom you know you're done there's no character creation information information or how to make a character but you know from what i if you look at all the pregens and the pregens are just normal people so they're not soldiers or anything so the pregen if you look at all the pregens you figure out what the system is how many points they gave out to create the characters create the characters right in the adventure they give you they have goals for each player right or, or you could say complications or or motives or. I think they call it a certain thing. I can't believe I forgot what it's called. They're called goals, but anyway, so they basically they're just little things that your character. Things that you want to do in that scene. Yeah, right, and it fits perfectly. It you know it helps you role play. It gives you motivation to do things and different things like that. And of course, they're tied to each other a little bit. Adventure that's in the book, and it works really well. The the adventure is written in three acts. You know, there's the first act, the second act, third act, and you give out these little goals. Every and then at the end of the act, if you have completed your goal, you get a, a like a plot point. I forget what they call it, but it's a basically a Saul gave us a chit. It's a get out of jail free card, right? You don't have to roll. You automatically succeed on a roll. You can use that for a number of different things. Like if you get hit by something or get attacked or something kills you, then you can forego that entry. You know, it's a get out of jail free card. The only problem with this game, and it's not even a problem, is that it's based on alien and so if you run into an alien you're gonna have a really hard time living (laughs) and also if you watch the movie alien those people don't trust each other and in this game you cannot trust your other players because it's just a thing right (laughs) you've seen the movie you know what happens so So there's all kinds of interpersonal things going on i was talking about the about the about the game system there's not much more to it that's it the add a skill add the attribute and roll and then there's other th- then the way modifiers work is not seen or in dark situations or if you have an advantage you just add dice to the dice pool like you know you get plus two dice if it's well lit it or if it's dark you subtract the die or two you know it's super simple there's no plus one or plus two whatever you just add or subtract dice depending on what the modifiers are and i think it works really well the panic mechanic panic roll i think works really well because it really ratchets up the tension when you're adding stress die it's like it's like oh it's good for you right because you get more dice to roll on everything you roll but if it comes up to that one you know you get to roll on that table and there's a table of course some of the panic rolls or some of the numbers is like you scream right and anybody around you who hears you automatically gets stress right so then everybody's stress level goes up because of the you know because of the tension right and what that does is it makes interesting dynamic in the role-playing game because when you hear somebody else scream and your stress level goes up then you're like you know so it's you're in it you're all in it together is what i'm saying and so in the game if you can find a place you feel safe for 10 to 15 minutes your stress level goes down by one in the game in the game if you can find a place where you feel safe for 10 to 15 minutes 
Good luck. Really neat. I really like the way it they put together the adventure. I really like the system. It, like I said, it's super easy. You know, if you've ever played Tales from the Loop, Coriolis, Mutant Year Zero, this is the same mechanic. Of course, it's tweaked for alien setting. And the character sheet, other games have 16, 15, 18 skills. This one only has 12 skills. Every attribute has three skills attached to it, associated with it. And the way the character sheet looks, it, the way they designed it, the skills that go with the attribute are right next to it. So you, just by looking at the character sheet and see the close proximity to the, you know, where, where it says uh, the attribute, you know what skills are, are, are associated with that with that attribute and it's it's really really i think it's brilliantly designed that character sheet it's amazing because it's like you know because there's a tales from the loop game obviously and there's a character sheet that came with it and the character sheet you know it's a basic character sheet then there was another character sheet that somebody made on their own and it's like 10 times better because they did exactly that they just, they put the skills next to where the where the attribute that goes with that skill and in the alien game they did that and not only that they made it totally equal where every attribute has three skills and that's it and it covers everything you want to do in the game okay now my eyes have glazed over but <laughs> i did look at the character sheet and play with the character sheet and it's not quite as amazing as he says it is for being able to to you actually have to to read it i was sitting next to one of our friends and it was interesting to see the character sheet because you do have to figure out, but you have to. Everybody has to figure out what the middle numbers mean. And if you've been playing role playing games for a long time, it's it's super Saul super good. Saul really likes it. It's it's a really good character. So sheet. as a genre game, yes, it's it is a genre game because oh, yeah. it is uh it's basically so there's going to be people who and when when Saul ran this game at a convention, all the people that showed up were big Alien fans. Although I don't know about the kid with his dad. He was a teenager. I don't know if he I don't think he, he may not have seen the movie. He may not have actually seen the movie. It was rated R, so I don't know if the dad would let him see it. I mean, he was a big kid. I mean, he was he it was probably 15 or 16, but he let him play, so I'm like, okay, yeah. so, you know. We the, let Augustine and the boys watch it. Uh, not the first time. I told Augustine to leave the room. You told was, him to leave the room? Yeah. Oh, I thought he just left the room on his own. Well, maybe I, I know. Maybe you're right. I told him I don't think he should be watching that movie. He was like 13, though. 12 no, or he 13. was 11. It was oh. like 11 or 12. Hence why I told him. It is sure a very, it is a very scary movie, and the fact that it's tense and you know it's something's going to happen, but you don't know what. That's a typical. That's a horror movie, right? Right. It's not the horror movie and where you can and, figure out what's going to happen. And like you, like you said, it is kind of like Alfred Hitchcock because Alfred Hitchcock never shows you. You know, this one does show you a little bit more, but never shows you uh, the the violence, right? He sees a knife coming down, but you never see the knife going into the lady in the shower, right? right? But that's all in your mind, and that's even worse, right? Because that's yes. what stays with you. Yeah. And I think the boys Alien is is like that. Yeah. The boys who watched it, they had nightmares for like two weeks after they watched that movie. I know Alan did. I don't know about Ian, but I know Alan admits that he had a trouble sleeping for. Quite a few nights of whoop. He also didn't like that movie with the little aliens that came from outer space, that kids movie that we took him to see. He had nightmares for a long time on that. I was like, I felt really bad. But that was a kids movie. Aliens in the Attic, I believe. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, well, I, I guess he has a problem with little puppets or something. I, I, we should take him to go see Chucky. No, I don't think so. <laughs> There's a new Chucky movie coming out, isn't there? No, and I'm I will just... not see that. So it's a genre movie. A, a genre movie. And it's adult-orientated, right? You're talking about aliens... You know, if you've seen the movie Alien, Aliens, and you talk about creatures that lay eggs inside of people and they come bursting out and stuff like that. And it's very adult. It's mature-themed, orientated game. Also, you 
it's also you can't trust the people that are that you're with, right? There's a company man who has his own agenda. There's a what do they call it? It's not a robot. They call it a synthetic. They, don't, they didn't have a synthetic on board those at the time, but they they went into a they went onto a ship that had a synthetic. On so them. they there were synthetic. There was there was synthetic. a synthetic in the in the adventure, yeah. And you knew you couldn't trust him when you <laughs> saw him. At least I did. But in the adventure, there was a synthetic, and um, but yes. in the movie, there was a synthetic. But it only did things because another character wanted it to do things. If you remember, it's a interesting. It's well, interesting in the in the in the respect that if you watch the movie and you're a big fan of it, then it it gives you it makes when you play it you play it a certain way, right? So those guys that were really big fans of the movie that sat down at your table, yeah. they were like, they had these, they, they like totally didn't trust the characters. They didn't trust each other. <laughs> they, everybody had their own little agenda. Agendas, that's what they call them. And yes. it was a, it was interesting to watch them navigate the game. And it was, it, it was crazy. Cause they were like, they just like, and I know they had their agendas, but you could tell that they'd seen the movie. So they didn't trust the company guy. Oh, yeah. They didn't know who the synthetic was in there, or they had different, it's a very stressful game. If you're not, and, and by stressful, I mean, you get lots of stress during the game because you have to keep adding these stress dice. Yes. Which is stressful, right? When you roll dice. Yes. You're like, Oh, I don't want to run. I don't want to run. And some of these people were like, and then <clears throat> even, even more stressful is, some of these people's agendas, if you don't know what they are, you're like going. Well, you don't know what they what? are. What? Why are you doing that, right? Because you don't know what their agendas yes. are. So why are you behaving very, so strangely? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know, there's big giant aliens on this ship, right? The name of the game is Alien, and in the in the game, you come across an old derelict ship. So you know they've all seen the movie. At least most everybody in the, my game, all everybody in my game says so far has seen the movie, except for that the kid, uh, the young man, I should say. Not a kid, but the young teenager. And I don't know if he had seen the movie or not. So they all had that in the back of their minds, I'm sure. But what was weird was there was one player who was defending the company man because this, all of a sudden this one guy is attacking him and, and, and stuff like that. And then he, he's defending them, defending them. And then when it's revealed that the company man is really a slimy... A company man. A slimy slime ball. Uh, he goes, what? And he goes, you really did that? <laughs> And he was shocked, and and the the player and the character, the character was shocked. If he wasn't shocked, and he job role playing that he was shocked. And he goes, "I can't believe you did that," you know. And <laughs> so that, yeah, so so was... it being a genre game is always makes it interesting, right? Because yes. it adds a flavor to the game, especially if the people are big fans or have watched it just because they're going to play this game or whatever. Right. It's an extra kind of thrill kind of thing because you're. You're playing characters, maybe they're not the named characters in the movie, but they're characters like them, right? People, especially in horror movies, right? How many people go, why are you going into the attic or all this other stuff? So this game allows you to role play in that situation where like, okay, I, I'm not going to go over there because, <laughs> uh, you know, and so there was a couple of characters like that. There was, the in, uh, in my original run, there was the, the pilot and the captain. The p captain was my son. He played the game, so... He was 16 too. So he, I don't think he's, oh, he saw Alien. Yeah, he had seen it. But he didn't want to go onto the derelict ship. He goes, hell no. And so him and the pilot were like, no, we're not going to go. We're not going to go out. And then my, my son, who was the captain, he goes, oh, God could command everything from here, you know. And so that, it worked for a little while, but then he had to go to the ship. But the pilot was adamantly didn't want to go, except his agenda made him go. That's yeah. what agendas do is they kind of force, you know, like if you want everybody off, off the safe ship, 
you know, there's got to be a reason for to do it, and that's why this guy left because his agenda said. Oh, when I when I played the pilot in the second game yeah. that you ran, I didn't want to leave the ship because I thought it was a. I thought it was not a good idea because it's the only ship that's working, and <laughs> I didn't want any aliens to get on it for one thing, but also. I wanted to make sure that we had a way to get away, right? But you don't know there was aliens. Your character didn't know there was aliens. <laughs> no, my character didn't know there were aliens, but everybody was expecting meta gaming <laughs> kind of comes into a game like that, right? Obviously, obviously. So it is interesting in that sense. Well, not only that, but if everybody on your ship goes to the other ship, who's gonna take care of your ship and make sure you have a ship to leave on? I understand. Oh, I, I understand. I understand the trepidation of that situation. It's a really well written adventure. I think since then there are fans of basically freely because they love their games they love you know i think there's even a fantasy game but i don't know i'm not sure but they love all kinds of games made by them and they have a podcast without specifically for the coriolis game but now they changed it to basically all games but mainly all games by free league so you know they've interviewed them the the two guys that do the podcast i don't know if they worked on it together but they made up an adventure and they were contacted by free league and and they said oh can we use your adventure in at gen con and so they they ran that adventure at gen con they really liked it i don't know if they're gonna put it out on a, as a free pdf or whatever but this cinematic rules does a really good job of doing a one shot of doing that you know that movie whatever movie of aliens you want to you want to pursue some things that people kind of said was a chink in the armor of this great game so far was that uh person versus person stress you know usually it's geared to stress that the aliens causing all this stress on you or this panic but what happens if it's not and what happens if another player is causing you stress how do you deal with so that chart doesn't doesn't fit right Right. it doesn't fit in and so that was uh, maybe when they made it they didn't think the players would be fighting each other <laughs> that sounds kind of crazy, but yes. I did. I, I like the fact that if you had a spacesuit on it, it took one point of damage because literally you ha- I had two hit points. Okay, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. And not only that, but not only did I only have two hit points, but I fi- I I didn't trust anybody because I've seen the movie and the guy that I knew was the bad guy. I just knew it. He was the bad guy, and he tried to kill me. <laughs> Okay, and then and then another question people had, you know, the first group loved it, you know, it was we played till like twelve thirty, so it was a little late. There was a, a lot of conversation afterwards. Uh, it was just literally I ran out of con, so it was really pick up my stuff and go right, as everybody else did. But in the second game, I played at my friend's house, and then we talked a little bit afterwards. And and, and Morgan had a good question. He goes, "Well, how do you make a campaign out of this?" And then. Uh, I go with well, the campaign rules are different. They probably now won't play these, you know, haphazard put together people. You probably play more like colonial marines. Does it become just a go somewhere and kill monsters? How much legs does a campaign have? So that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that. I think when we talked about it, you said that you would probably be on, you would get some sort of mission as a either a person with a ship going somewhere to get something. Right. And you probably wouldn't run into the aliens. Right. They would be in the peripheral. It would be more of a gritty kind of space game, right? Right, right exactly. Probably be like like space truckers. You know, that sounds stupid, but basically that's like Firefly, right? Firefly, almost any traveler campaign. That's how Saul described us, by the way. Yeah. Space truckers. Well, that's what you're doing. You're hauling stuff from one place. When to I think another. of aliens, <laughs> I think of of colonial marines, right? That's aliens, but aliens. I'm just space saying. Truckers. I'm just saying that you know it makes it more exciting if you're a colonial marine and. And then there's intrigue involved. I right. can see all kinds of different things you could do with a campaign, yeah. depending on 
on what kind of campaign you wanted to run. Right. And 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 if and if the the cinematic starter kit is any indication of of the game, the the full game is going to be. I think it's be pretty nice. My only question and stuff is like, if you're going to run into an alien, you're going to die. Well, you know, the, I mean, if you're a colonial marine and have you know, you know, these are very tough hombres. They can they can do a lot of damage if they run against one. Xenomorphs alien. are going to kill you. <laughs> Tell you right now. Oh, you guys did live, but I didn't mess up because the the I, the, the aliens get three actions instead of just two, and uh, that one last last action would probably would have been enough to knock a few people down. Now you don't die when you reach zero hit points; you get uh, uh, knocked down, and then you and you, then they kill you. And then, and then you, and then <laughs> and then you have a, the people have a chance to save you by administering first aid. Of course, those people may not. In that particular scenario, they probably wouldn't help you, but that's okay. <laughs> they did in the in the in the in the con game. They helped that guy that they incinerated. Remember? <laughs> so, <laughs> so so what's funny is that is that usually this game ends up you know kind of like into a and I hate to say it like a Mexican standoff. You know, I don't know where that that term came from. Where where two people are pointing guns at each other, but in in the in the in the game I ran at the con, it was a three-way standoff, right? <laughs> there was three guys pointing guns and weapons at each other, and then it, it got kind of crazy after that. Well, you, you don't know who you can trust is I the know. problem. It's the problem. It's and the then problem. and then there's these in the the game that I played in. There were little the little face hugger guys running around, or something like face hugger <laughs> yes. guys running around, and that's happening. Your stress level gets a lot higher, and you don't know where they are, and the people on the ship are dead. It was a good game. So I, good. I I I've ran it twice. Both times it went really it's well. Totally different both times too. Yes, totally different, and it went really well. I think it's a it's a pretty fun system. It's like I said, I really like it. I you know everything about I really like. There is questions about campaign setting. There is questions about human or character to character stress because that can happen the way this game is set. They up. probably explain it in the, in the non in the big cinematic book. yeah one exactly. They might have some tables. They mentioned this sometime in the middle of the summer. The cinematic starter kit was available like in August, like a month later. So, I mean, and it's 170, and they have art, and it's beautiful. It looks really neat. Very indicative of Alien, the, the, the movie. So, I think it's uh, pretty cool. Keep an eye out for it. They're supposed to have it out sometime, uh, what they say, last quarter, fourth quarter, 2019. Well, and if you like Alien, the movie... Yes. Or aliens in or general. Or any space horrorific type of setting. Then you'll probably like this. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So at least play it and see. I'm sure if you go to a large convention, Free League, the the people who are writing it and publishing it, you know, they had so many games. I forget, I forget how many games they had at, at Gen Con. And they'll probably have it at Origins and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm thinking about writing it at the Dungeon Con, the local convention. I won't play in it again at... <laughs> Because if he's running the same adventure, yeah, I might tweak it a little bit just to. So Alien, the RPG is coming out. To me, it's a lot of fun. It's really good at doing what the movie uh, did to its viewers. It it's, it's very suspenseful. It ratchets up the stress, and it it really mimics that whole feeling. And in a in a role playing game, and I think that's pretty pretty amazing. And if you go into it. With your eyes open, knowing that you're probably going <laughs> to die, you'll have a lot more fun. Yeah, don't get too attached to your character. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Maybe the GM has some backups. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they told us. There you go. There it is. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day. Mm-hmm.